It's live. It's on radio. We're doing stuff and you're listening to it. Welcome to the Harley and Josh show where this week we're going to be listening to some music by Joe G, Abode, Lemon Days, as well as talking about fake Spotify artists. What? 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 As well as, uh, is Facebook good for bands anymore? Was it ever? Anyway, uh, no, 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 let's get it. Uh, so, uh, how are you, sir? I am very good, my friend. I'm trying, I'm to, I'm trying to lose my Suffolk accent at the moment. Are you? I've I, I, always got a, how you doing, boy? It's just, it makes me sound well. It's too much sometimes. hanging out with Rainer. <laughs> yeah. Take it off. Yeah. I, um, I, yeah, take it off the bigger cup. I realise I always do a West Country morning. And when I wake up in the morning and see morning. whoever's in the house, morning. <laughs> morning. Everything I do, I think it comes from Hot Fuzz. Oh, okay. Morning, yeah. Sergeant Don't Angle. Mean it's murder. <laughs> morning, Angle. A great big bushy beard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, another thing I say to my dad every morning. <laughs> um, uh, right, yeah. So, how, how have you been, sir? What I've been you... good, man. My week's uh, has been... musical week. I thought I was going to fairly musicless week. I This is like, I've had two weekends where mm-hmm. I haven't been playing with Chart Attack, and it's really weird. Mm. The last weekend I realised was the first gig, first weekend that I didn't have a gig since October. Mm. And I was like, that's mad. Like, there was a time when I would gig every other week, you know, yeah. and that was great, but the fact that I'm not gigging two weeks in a row, but also after playing every week constantly for so long, is just... It's mental, yeah. and um, so it's been great. This week, I did end up doing a couple of gigs, did, kind of you? last minute. So, um, my first one on Friday, I was playing with Joe G. Yeah, we'll play some of his music at the end of the section. Um, it was a fairly last minute throwing together thing. Um, Who else was in the band with you on that one? So I forget their last names. Right, yeah, it's fine. But it was uh, Harry and Adam. Right, uh, local guys. Yes, yeah, uh, they all knew Joe from back in the day when they used to play with Heartacre, which is how I know Joe, I think, from back when we did Suffolk Soundwaves. Right. Uh, They were on the same roster as us. Um, I think it was the year after you you guys did it. Yeah. Um, Won it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't. Shout out Stratosphere and Mikey. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, so I kind of knew those guys tangentially. Uh, Joe used to live with Oscar from uh, Chart Attack and nice. Bang. Okay. Uh, when they lived in London, they studied together. So they were, and that's how Joe got the gig because um, Bang were headlining. Mm. And uh, if we we had our rehearsal, our first rehearsal, the day of the show, and kind of worked our way through it, and um, it went really well. We made nice. a few mistakes, but nobody it, would notice. They were the ones that the sort of mistakes that. We missed we missed a cue, so we just went round again, and then right. came back in sort of later on, and some dynamic changes cool. that we didn't quite hit. But Are they quite pro the guys that you were playing with then. Yeah, yeah, really pro, really yeah. good, really professional. Um, you know, with the time that we had, uh, we'd all kind of done the. Uh, we were talking about how we'd been learning the songs, and they were all in exactly the same boat. Of, mm. They just had their headphones on when they were going places, just listened to the songs on repeat, and then sat down a couple of times just to just go through them and go right here we go. Uh, and most of the sort of, I say, mistakes that we'd made were bits that we'd changed from the recordings to sort of add dynamics where we didn't have a full uh, yeah. entree of musicians, you know. Entree. Entree. I don't know if that's the right word yeah, there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it is now. It's a starter. Uh, so that was a great great show. We, there were six bands playing that night. That was mad, isn't it? So there was Adelia, 
Yes, yes. Yeah. She, she's solo. She was so. What she was solo. She was with a guitarist. She had Steve Mortimer from uh, Remedy oh, on guitar, oh, nice. uh, and he was sort of looping some stuff. And they did some really cool arrangements and um, quite complex songs. I don't know how he was doing it with a loop mm. station, but he was doing it really well. Right. Yeah. She's, um, talented. she's got a nice voice. Yeah, great yeah. voice. Um, there was her. There was Emily Gray who did a solo yes. set. Soli, solo set. Yeah. Um, and she did awesome. She did a big old uh, Queen medley. Nice. Went through it. It's really cool. She's been much more active lately, which is good to see because yeah. you know a, a lot of the time back a, a while back you mostly see her behind the bar. Yeah. But now she's she's a bit more. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. What happened with Bessie Turner? Like yeah. A lot of times she spent a lot of time behind the bar, and now she's out there. Which is get great. well soon, Bessie. She's in hospital. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame that. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Um, the lineup. So there was her. Then, then we played after us with Strike the Sun, friends of the show. Um, they did a great yes. set. Um, you were saying about. Uh, singer whose name i forget yeah we should remember that shouldn't we oh my goodness. i've got a last name yeah okay good but brett yes what the f- yeah um anyway so she uh you worked that you watched that whilst i talked she was putting on a hell of a show it was great because uh you said how mad she is on the stage like louise louise, louise brett that's it i was about to say lucy but i knew i'd get it wrong ah uh, yeah <laughs> she you know like it was a, a little bit early in the night, so people were a little bit scared to come to the front of the stage, but she was still throwing the shapes and oh, drawing people in. Yeah. It was great. It was quite cool because uh, Josh Faulkner, bass player, um, yeah. I knew, I've kind of been talking to him online like mm-hmm. for a few years now where we kind of spoke about various things cool. and nerding off about bass stuff and studio nice. stuff because he's quite a, a studio guy as well. Yeah. And we met for the first time. It was great. Has, has um, he always been in Strike the Sound? I don't know if he has. I, I, think I think he might have just joined recently. I think he's, yeah, in the last kind of year, maybe two, yeah. yeah. Um, Is Craig Simmon drumming for Craig's on yeah. drums, yes. And I don't know the guitarist. World Apart years World ago. World Apart Sleeper Cell? No. No, Deer Sleeper. Deer Sleeper, Deer that's Sleeper. it. That's yeah, the one. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they, they put on a great show. Uh, Reno and Rome, they were... Uh, I don't know on what they, they... Yeah, I mean, they were on point. They said they were co-headlining because there was a bit of uh, conversation <laughs> of who should be headlining. Right, yeah. Um, and they decided Bang would headline, which I think is fair because being the new band in town, um, and it was great. But Reno Rome, awesome set. They had yeah. everyone pumping, everyone yeah. at the front. It was great. Um, Underline Sky lot were there, absolutely oh, well, really getting great. into it because yeah, they're yeah, good yeah. friends with Nick. Yeah, of course. Um, but just, just a really good, tight performance. Yeah. Um, they are so just well-oiled. They're just a machine, yeah. aren't they? But talking about well-oiled machine, and you may need to you? get to their Top next gig. Sorry, what? <laughs> no, just well-oiled. Okay. Not, not a machine. Um, but bang, were incredible. Yeah, really, yeah. Like, some, like they are so incredibly tight. They're two guitarists, uh, so yeah. Oscar Charlton on, on, on the right, Harry Haywood on the left, right. and they were doing some really cool stuff, but you could always hear both guitars. Okay. There was never, like playing the same thing and it was just layered so, so they're doing well. that sort of Wolf Peck, fearless flyers kind of compressed a lot of sort of yeah back and forth yeah that together, kind of right? playing small bits that just really come up but they had some really rocky stuff as well yeah, yeah. That, um and uh, you know it was just uh just an amazing show every musician just playing awesome mm. um i would the, the thing that really did upset me though is i feel it went on a bit late i think that's kind of the main contributing factor because uh, Bang didn't start till I think like quarter to twelve. Crikey! Um, and after Reno and Rome, a lot of people left. Oh, you're joking! And I think it was, a, it was I was a bit sort of upset, and I felt bad for them because they, anyone who was there for Reno and Rome, would have absolutely loved Bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but uh, either it got too late and they kind of uh, had to go or, or didn't realise that there was another band on because, right. you know, they weren't... Bruno and Rome well, are quite headlining kind of... Yeah, band, yeah, so, yeah, and that may have been the other way around. If Reno and Rome were to headline, it would have it could have potentially meant a, a bigger crowd for Bang, but they're yeah. definitely going to come back and I'm going to be plugging as much as I can because I need a, I, I think they deserve as many people watching them yeah. and just seeing how amazing they are like super like happy yeah. like poppy music but ridiculously musical yeah I think great. That there is a big call for that nowadays of like um, well done pop like yeah. talented stuff because there is a lot of stuff that people kind of seem to think that you can just write a good pop song in your bedroom and get it out there and it will do well mm. which can happen but it's so much more impressive when you've got a, a you know a group of very talented, well-oiled musicians, mm, yeah, uh, and that you know that work together and they hone their craft rather than just getting a drum machine. You know, talking well-oiled musicians, mm. uh, we'll be releasing the uh, Harley and Josh show calendar <laughs> on our <laughs> website. It's going to Photoshop our faces on a fireman. That's it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good, good. If you'd be interested in that, please let us know. Yeah, yeah. How oiled should we be? Yeah. Actually, if you're a, a, an oiled fireman, I think that's that's an occupational hazard, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? that, that's that. that, that <laughs> you know, asking for trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's Vaseline. Glistens better. Never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was that was my Friday, which was really cool. Nice. Um, I found myself with a with a free evening on Saturday, so uh, I decided to head over to the Three Wise Monkeys. Oh great! Um, Ipswich in Ipswich to cool. see uh, Caswell and oh, yes. Gemma and the Night Jars. Yes. Um, I got there quite late, so I missed. Gemma and Night Charles, which I was annoyed at because I really wanted to see them. Yeah. So I, I've got a lot of time for Gemma. I think she's a great, confident frontman. Nice woman, front yeah. person. Front person. Uh, and I was really hoping to see that, but unfortunately not. But I saw uh, Caswell, and you've, again, yeah. you've talked, you've, you've hyped her up yeah. quite a lot, and uh, she lived up to that hype. Yeah. There was a really good audience of people there yeah. singing along with her songs, which yeah. is great for, you know, original music good. in a in a new venue, in a young venue. Yeah. But they, you know, the, someone that pulling a crowd. So it was Merlin was, was Merlin was yeah, on, yeah um, and it was just Genius. a really good show, really good. A um, lot of people there, good friends of mine, yeah. friends of ours. Yeah. Um, Angel was there. Um, Dan Harvey was there. Mm. Um, it was really just a really nice, nice atmosphere, um, and I was happy to have sort of made along to that. Yeah, it's so. great, man. Yeah, that's the great thing about having uh, a little bit more of a dedicated space for it happening around. And, you know, yeah. last week was Independent Music Venue Week. Um, so, you know, just having a lot of people out each night of the week using Ips, which is like a little festival. Definitely. Most of it's here at Smokehouse, which, you know, there was some great gigs on last week yeah. at Smokehouse, which we talked about. Um, so, yeah, just having that kind of like pub crawl, but throughout a week. I bet yeah. there's some people hurting today. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I've been to eight gigs. It's, yeah, well, I say I, I, I even made it to a gig on Sunday, which I was actually working at doing the sound. Um, oh right, yeah. This was a much, much more relaxed, but it blew me away. Mm. Um, I saw a band called uh, a duo, a folk duo called Symbio. Right. Okay. Uh, here's their yeah, card. I did see that. I did see that, um, that advertised, actually. Yes, yeah. uh, this was at the Froys, uh, part yeah. of uh, Folk at the Froys, which uh, Lucy uh, and John Hart yeah. uh, sort of David helped organise. Yeah. And uh, yes, David at the Froys uh, gets some really great acts, and this was just incredible. So you had, I'm going to need the card, because to pronounce their names is... Yes. Yeah, they're, so they're from Sweden. Scandinavian. All right, okay, yeah. Uh, so Johannes uh, on Hurdy Gurdy. Hurdy Gurdy. What's Hurdy Gurdy again? It is... Like a violin that Da Vinci drew. 
we were trying little wings. Yeah, it 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 looks anatomy. It looks like something that's come out of D and D. Awesome. You know, I built. saw the picture actually. I did see the picture that the Freud's posted up yeah. about it because it was so how good it was. It has twenty one strings, <laughs> a wheel, a wheel, a wheel, right? Buttons for has keys, and it, it's kind of like yeah, it's if the violin was just so is it bowed? Well, the bow is the wheel. The wheel right. vibrates the strings, yeah, and it just creates the most amazing sound. Um, so you say they're Swedish? Yes. Is it hurdy gurdy Swedish? No, it's it's they, it's it's a medieval instrument. Right. After the show, we we sat with we sat with the guys uh, Johannes and Lars Emil on accordion, um, and they kind of gave us kind of a bit of a history of the instrument. We amazing. sat. It was great. We sat down. So a it was picture of it here. It looks weird. Yeah. Um, and there's Love different it. ones as well. Yeah. Um, so this um, and we so after the it was me Lucy uh, Matt Bayfield was there yes. watching the show so him and Kelly, Kelly um, yeah. as well as many other uh, folk fans and musicians mm. were sitting around and they kind of he was sitting there playing on it of course I put my hand up can you play Smoke on the Water <laughs> I got a video of it it's incredible <laughs> <laughs> please post that up on the page yes oh that's great um, it, says, it says it originated from fiddles in either Europe or the Middle East uh, either the yeah. rebab instrument sometime before the 11th century AD. Yeah. So that's what six hundred years old. Yeah, it's quite years old. Or something. It's quite advanced for the sort of thing it is. It's there's so much going on, and like he he, he was saying that it, it's a so and so to tune um, because there's so much tension in such a small thing that it, you know it, it's very very mm. sensitive to to temperature and stuff like that. I bet. Yeah. But the sounds they were making were incredible. So that. That hurdy gurdy had five microphones on so it. So fun to say. Yeah. Hurdy gurdy, hurdy gurdy, hurdy gurdy. Sound like the Swedish chef. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted hurdy-gurdy. to say that, but I didn't want to offend them. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. that's a good point. Um, so there, yeah, they were incredible. Yeah, he got five mics on that hurdy gurdy. Wow. And it was going into a Strymon Big Sky reverb. Ooh, wow. Uh, and a mixer to mix all the different levels because there's three sets of strings. So you've got your melody, you've got your bass drone, you've got your high so drone. Three sets of seven. I don't know. There's a four, there's a three. Right. And then there's like seven sympathetic strings as well. Okay, yeah, sort of working as overtones kind yeah. of thing. Nice. Um, and so you had that. You had eight microphones inside the accordion um, that were sort of... And he had split it out, so I had a bass side and a treble side. Wow. And they both, like, I had the easiest job, really, because mm-hmm. I said, what do, you, what do you guys need? What mics do you need? He's like, four, four XLRs, that'll do. And he had a kick pedal thing. Crazy. And they were making almost like dance music Amazing. with yeah. this. Because the, the, the range of sounds and pads, like, uh, there were points where afterwards we were talking, saying, like, yeah, it's, there's, there's bits where it could have been like an Avicii tune, you know? Yeah. It could have, I, I was like, there was a part where I swear they played an Enchikari like pad line, yeah. you know, and th- there was just so much going on there. I would play some of the stuff, but um, I didn't have time to sort of put it in the system. But it, please do check out Symbio if you have a chance, because th- and I'm sure there's loads of videos of them playing on YouTube because the, the audio doesn't necessarily do it justice. When I listened to the stuff beforehand, I was like, I was thinking there was going to be three or four of them, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, there were guest instruments and stuff like that. No, it's like 
the 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 hurdy gurdy can make three or four different sounds at once. It's mental. That's so cool. And uh, yeah, it blew my mind. And such do. such lovely guys. So uh, I'm really looking forward Check to them, them coming out. back. And they on iTunes see them and again. Stuff? They're on iTunes. They're on Spotify. They're on YouTube. On all the cool. all the necessary platforms. Um, You've got to share that. We'll, we'll share it on the page of, yeah. of, of, of Smoke on the Water from oh, Hurdy we'll, Definitely, definitely. We'll put that up on our on our page uh, this afternoon. Deep so. purple. Herp derple. <laughs> deep purdy gurdy. Deep purdy gurdy. Smoking a birdie. <laughs> uh, right. So let's play some music then. Huh? So this cool. is one of the tracks you would have played last Friday yes, with... With Joe G. Yeah, we, uh, this is a song called Stay. Um, this is one that we really worked... We, I mean, we didn't... We Most of the songs we played through in rehearsal like once or twice, but we really wanted to work on this to get it right nice. because it had a really nice sound and it was probably the one that went down the best because it had a really nice tight sound so good um, yeah show us cool this is stay by joe g There we go. That was Joe G with uh, Stay. Yeah, nice. So that yeah. was, uh, yeah, so you played bass on that one. That was good. So that's available on the old iTunes and et cetera and on Spotify and Apple Music, right? Yes. Yeah, yep. cool. So you can check that out. Uh, nice one. So yeah, I had some things that I did make. Going to tell you all, all about it. What did I do? Coming down. Um, so yeah, well, I, I, most of it was teaching last week. Uh, it was great um, because I'm just sort of seeing a lot more um, progress from some students that I've had for a couple months cool. that, uh, you know, used to be like, nah, I can't do it. My fingers hurt. And now they're kind of getting the blisters and then they're healing yeah. up. And now they're like, oh, it doesn't hurt anymore. Um, there's a really strange thing because I always like, um, because of safeguarding and things like this, I, um, it's 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 very frowned upon that you actually come into physical contact yeah. with your student. So like, there's points when I'm sort of like, I've got my finger right over the where they're supposed to be putting their finger on the fretboard, yeah. but touching them is not weird. So so I want I want to say to them like, you know, look at the ends of my fingers, mm. like they that I I feel nothing anymore yeah. because I mean, <laughs> you know, you're the same as a bass yeah. player. The most like the tips of your fingers, you can feel nothing, and they just like it's hard as rocks. Yeah. No, and, and just grip as well that like you just got to have um so yeah i've just sort of been sort of like, like just look at it just look at it trust me it's gross <laughs> i do the whole nail you stick the nail in it and then the line stays there yeah 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 exactly for like ages but yeah so that's so it's been really nice to watch the bit of that um funny little musical story um my uh my wonderful girlfriend she uh works her buttocks off uh, as a PT, Frankie, uh, PT with Frankie, she's all over Facebook. Um, but you know, so mornings sometimes can suck because she'll get back from from you know training people at about eleven or twelve sometimes. Yeah. But in the morning she'll have to be up and, and doing stuff, training someone else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, so a lot of time I'll get out of bed and she'll still be there and she'll be like, "No, nah, I'm not moving." So I'll just be like, "Get up! You got to get up! You got to get do some stuff." Uh, she wasn't getting up, so I went downstairs. And uh, her surname is Robinson, so I just cranked out Mrs. Robinson <laughs> on repeat downstairs, and I just go, Frankie Robinson, Jesus loves you more." Whoa, whoa, whoa! 
Well, okay. <laughs> uh, she was just like, how many times have we played that as morning? It was 12 times before she got out of bed. <laughs> I like that idea. Full, full blast. Yeah, she loved me for it. She doesn't. She's left me. Um, so, yeah, so got her out of bed. It was great. And... Um, and just doing some some more research for what we're talking about today and also the songs. Um, last night, no, not last night, last Saturday was the only gig that we had last weekend. Uh, it was great. We, yeah. So I was talking about it before. It's, it, it was titled The Day the Music Lived and it was a big celebration of Buddy Holly, the Big Bopper and Richie Valance because it was 60 years ago uh, on the night of 2nd of February that they died in a plane crash. Mm. So we replicated the entire set that they did on that night so we did uh the same songs that they would have played in the same order um uh, yeah so we went so we did some dion then we did some richie valens then we did the big bopper then we did buddy holly the buddy holly stuff was like the whole second set pretty much yeah um and it was it was at the witten public hall and i hadn't played there for years um uh, because i played there with with who's driving bears driving it's a lovely venue Lovely venue. I mean, if you imagine, I'm trying to imagine uh, how to describe it. Um, have you ever played at Ipswich School? There's a hall there. It's kind of like I mid saw to a large... picture of it yesterday. Yeah, I've got a wedding there in July. Well, there I? you go. So... It's that mid to large size hall, high yeah. high ceilings, uh, proper stage, and a good dance floor. Um, and it was, you know, it's I played there with Who's Driving Best Driving, and funnily enough, the I was trying to think of this earlier. Joe G, um, yeah. his voice sounds a lot like that band called Midgar that I saw years ago. They're from Essex, but right. they supported Arcane Roots. Yeah. Um, I love that band, Midgar, if you can check them out. I don't check think they're out. going anymore, but they're really cool. Um, but yeah, so uh, we played there with them years ago and I've forgotten what it looked like. Uh, and then coming back to it, it was just all the memories rushed back in. But they uh, really nice, easy loading because the fire exit is just right next to the stage. Um, we had a DJ called Maurice's Rocking Machine who was doing loads of old classic 50s stuff. Oh, nice. Some of it on CD, some of it on vinyl. Very cool. Um, had people dancing the whole night. But it was, you know, a real rockabilly event. So yeah. everybody dressed up, hair done to the nines, you know, everybody looking great. Um, so yeah, we had most, most dances all night, you know, people proper jiving, uh, really throwing each other about and really having a good time. Oh, that's we awesome. Nice, re- uh, like, you know, a nice reaction from the crowd and, and they were actually quite appreciative that we'd learned all the songs from that before, uh, from, from the, the, the original set list, which, you know, which yeah. quite, you know, t- we'd had two weeks of practicing at all. We went to the audio lab in Ipswich, be yeah. there. Stan from of the Of course, downstairs. I was there when you were there. Oh, of course you were. You had to drop off some lightning stands, <laughs> yeah. didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a great little practice room. If anybody hasn't used that place mm. yet, nice and cheap, it's 25 quid. You no know, normal kind of practice room price. You get PA, drums, amps, bass amp, everything's there. Mics are all there. Already so, rock. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All ready to rock. Um, and you can make tea. Hey. Big deal. Um, so, yeah, so we'd practiced all for two weeks just getting these songs down and I've just been listening to them over and over again some of them are awful some of the songs the Big Bopper tracks would not hold up in today's thing there was one called just Big Bopper's Wedding which he's just talking about how ugly his new wife is it's like (laughs) I don't think you better release that in 21st century dude Um, (laughs) and also there was another one where it was just like it was all about an alien who made friends with a witch doctor he was called the Purple People Eater 
And just in the middle of it, he was just like, oh, walking down the field, down my head, just tired. Heard the strangest sound. Hurdy gurdy gurdy. Hurdy And then, in the middle of it, there's a guitar solo, but it's just, they've they've pitched it up. And this is in the 50s, you know. Mm. They've pitched it up somehow, like spread the tape up and just recorded somebody doing a guitar solo. So it just sounds like... And then they've pitched up Big Bopper singing uh, the the witch doctor song. So he's going, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, tung, tung. Oh. <laughs> so I had to do that live somehow, and it was just the weirdest thing. But some of it we're going to use in the set again. There was a song like called Brown Hide a Handsome Man, which was awesome. Um, okay, yeah. There's a couple of Richie Valens tracks that we uh, like. Um, uh, and also a, Dooney, a, a Dion track called Ruby Baby, which I want to chuck in the set every once in a while. Nice. There was one thing that let the, da- let the let the night down though, was just right near the end, right, right at the end of our, because they said, oh, let, we did an encore and they said, please play your own songs mm-hmm. um, as the encore because we were trying to sell some CDs to, to raise money for Mikey uh, yeah. for the funeral and his family and stuff. And they, it was all called The Day the Music Lived. So they were trying yeah. to say that the music is carrying on 60 years later and there's bands like us that are, are still doing it and carrying the torch. And I'm doing this whole thing when I break the band down. I'm like, guys, you know, bring it down. I'm going to talk to the audience and introduce the band. Um, yeah. And the music's still going. This big fat douche walks up to me, at the like up to the stage in this little Stetson. Stetsons aren't cool. No, they are cool. <laughs> if they're worn by Rob Lewis, they are. But he's this listening big in. fat douche walks up and I'm like, all right, he's got a request or something like this. I, you know, I bend down to look at him. He's like, are you going to play another guitar solo that nobody hears? Stupid, useless, walks off. And I'm just like, in the middle of like addressing the crowd, everybody's looking at me. So I just had to just go, all right, mate, chill out. Chill out. Yeah, chill out. <laughs> and uh, and at the end, I was fuming because he's just yeah. like come up. And just, sometimes the rockabilly crowd can be a bit pedantic. They'll yeah. just be like, this isn't real rockabilly. Whereas if people are enjoying it, who cares, mate? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think he just didn't like the fact that I was doing a solo that he didn't like or something. It just, if it's that your guitar's not loud enough, I'd be most I'd be so annoyed that someone waits till the last song to tell you that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Annoying. So I don't know, and I so I went off. The, so after that, I'm fuming on the stage. I'm like, thank you very much. I've tried, you know, holding it together. Yeah, I'm walking around Put to the band, just swearing, just going, "Who is this bloke?" And uh, so I walk off the stage. I go to where he was standing. Mm. He looks at me, just walks immediately straight out the door, gets his coat on, gets his bag and leaves. I'm just like, mm, big guts on you, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you'll, come and, you'll come and see if you can, you know, you'll, you'll say your piece to me when I can't have a comeback because it's a family event. Yeah. And there's people watching me. But as soon as I actually come and talk to you, come up to talk to you, he leaves. Just runs away like a little, scary little wabbit. Nah, that's not cool, man. Oh, I hated that. Yeah. I absolutely hated it. It was just like the whole, the rest of the night had done really well. But then just get that from him. But anyway, you, like, you just take the wrath of the smooth, don't you? Yeah. Well, that sounds like a good. I was hoping to make it. I did try and make it long. It was a bit of a last minute decision. I, I messaged Rain. I was like, "Where's your gig tonight?" Yeah, it's in Whitham, yeah. And he was like, "It's in Whitham. It's in forty-five minutes." I'm like, "Well, that's an hour's drive. I will not make it." <laughs> so I was like, um, "Probably just yeah." No, see right. well instead. no, it was a good gig. I'm, I was. I'm happy to do it. And you know, they raised all the money they needed to for the event. So that's cool. Nice on them. And it'll and, be cool to see you play some of those songs in your in your next set. Yeah, I think you we're going to recreate it sometime. That'll be good. Uh, and see what happens. Um, but yeah, nice one. All right, I'm going to play some music because we've got a running out of time. Let's, this is a band that's playing locally, if you stick around for the gig list. This is a band called Abode from Colchester. This is called The Manipulator. Manipulator. <laughs> 
Riffage. Riff. Yeah, that is uh, Abode with the Manipulator. You can check them out this weekend. Stick around for the gig list to find out. Um, so, give me a jingle, boy. Give me that jingle. Music news, music news. Here we go with music news. <laughs> it sounds like monkeys playing trumpets. Um, so, <laughs> we have, well, uh, I found this out from Music Business Worldwide. Uh, it's been nearly two years since uh, there's been a global conversation over fake artists on Spotify, right? I've only recently heard about this. Mad, isn't it? It's So ridiculous. we talked about this a little bit before, but it's multiple, multiple Spotify users have been complaining that either their official listening history on Spotify appears to have been infiltrated um, or, you know, somebody's kind of hacked them and that there are um, acts on there they just don't recognise in their sort of history. Right, yeah. Um, so the trend was spotted by the BBC, which reported on Friday, uh, January 25th, that plays of mystery tracks from artists such as, what's this called? Bergenulo 5, Brat Knight, DJ Brewage, and Dublin Knight were being credited with individual Spotify user accounts, despite these same users knowing nothing about this music. Right, So yeah. you sort of look back through your... So that would be an interesting look, thing. Look into your Spotify history and see if there's stuff that comes up that you didn't know about. I don't know how, how to do this, but I, I, I want to do that this yeah, evening, I think. because somebody might have done it. Because apart from being musically unremarkable, they generally have a few things in common. Short songs with few or no lyrics, illustrated with generic cover art kind of stuff. Uh, and short, non-descriptive song titles. Yeah. Um, so some of whom had managed to rack up tens of thousands of plays. Um, so albums from these artists contain more than 40 songs apiece. Wow. Right? With each track just about a minute or two in duration. And uh, I, one would assume that that's the, the minimum amount of time to yeah. get the full credits for a yeah, play exactly. and stuff like that. So it sounds like it's it's like they're, they're almost farming yeah they exactly it's exactly what it is yeah, you're right it, uh, so after the bbc is uh, they've alerted spotify of this um and all of these artists have disappeared from the platform entirely however you know like there's just there's those no, artists will go down but there'll be more coming on yeah it's just going to be replaced it's, yeah so so um th- so a lot of people are sort of accrediting this too because i mean last year you know about all the whole um, Cambridge Analytica thing yeah. um, so it was up to 50 million Facebook accounts were left uh, exposed due to cyber security lapse uh, and that was September it notes which potentially enabled a third party to get hold of access tokens linked to Spotify user profiles the logic here makes sense because the fake plays reported by the BBC took place from October 2018 onwards. Right. Um, but this has been happening before yeah um, I mean like I know a lot of people, they log into their Spotify via Facebook because it's an easy way of logging in. Yeah, so definitely. that's probably where that definitely where that link comes from, isn't it? Yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, but it has been happening. I think I think Music Business Week picture stuff about it was about March the year before. Um, yeah, no, March last year. Sorry, and they were having fake streams on there, um, and it, it brings back to this this sort of uh, another kind of scam that happened a while back uh it was called the the bulgarian scam i don't know why um probably because people came from bulgaria at that time i don't know uh which involved a party uploading music to spotify before purchasing thousands of paid premium accounts and Mm -hmm. rising uh, and and rinsing plays of their music till they saw a return basically so the uh, it's estimated that the return ended up ended up at over one million dollars before spotify pulled the tracks from their platform are are you familiar with the the 
the Wolfpack Spotify lawsuit. You've told me about this. Yeah, they put loads of sort of like very short songs on there, they right? They released, uh, when they first started out, they released an album which was 24, I think it was 24 tracks with 24 seconds of silence. Because at the time, it needs 24 seconds to count as a play. Right, yeah. So what uh, Wolfpack was doing were playing, they were, at every gig, they went, we need an album, we want to be able to fund this. So if you go to Spotify... Play this album on repeat when you go to bed because it will yeah. be silent. You won't hear it, but it will just be playing on loop and we'll get all the royalties for it. They racked up something like £50,000 worth of royalties because they were. A, this is when they were a popular band touring. I mean, they still are, They're more so yeah. than ever. But they were they were touring, they were getting lots of gigs and people were going, that's a really cool idea. <laughs> you know, and if you had 10 people from every show doing that, over the space of a month, you know, and it really, it racked up. And mm. um, But Spotify were dodgy with it, right? Well, Spotify were quite annoyed yeah. and went, no, we're not paying you for that because you haven't actually made any music. Right. And it went to court and there was a whole kind of thing of, well, what is silence? Oh, wow. Who writes silence? And, there was a whole hurdy-gurdy. Um, there was a whole hurdy-gurdy about it. And um, yeah, it was, it, they eventually settled out of court for something like 20000 Right. Um, which paid for Wolfpack's uh, first album. It's I great. think it was their first album. might have even been like their second yeah, yeah. or something. And we're all better for it. So they thank you. They release lots of sort of singles on uh, yeah. every once in a while, don't they? But yeah, no, it's it's it does sort of blur the line as to what these streaming services are for. Are we mm. using them as a, a music discovery uh, device or is it just a new money farming thing for the music industry? It has really saved the music industry, um, you know, in the recent years. Yeah. Because, you know, of how much people want things to be very um, accessible and for ease of use, having this stuff that you can link to your Sonos and, and you know, having mm. these different speaker, you know, having a it's matrix around easy. your house is great. Um, but then, yeah, you sit there and think, okay, so they're obviously, because the amount of music that's uploaded to Spotify every day, mm. um, there's not somebody checking to say, all right, is this legitimate music? So I don't know. Does that mean that Spotify then has to uh, employ somebody to listen or people to listen to each track that gets uploaded to see if that's definitely, you know, something legitimate that it's not just trying to farm people's plays. Yeah, uh, it's, I guess, I think they need to be transparent about it and speak up and say, look, this sort of thing is happening. If you notice this kind of activity, report Mm. it. And if you're listening into this, check your Spotify history, see if that's happening. I'm going to do some research and find out how to do that and I'll post up on our page on how that can be done because I don't know how to do that and I'm sure a lot of people don't. Because it will affect what you're listening to as well because Spotify will create an algorithm for you based on your listening history and if you're listening to these random artists that you don't even know or like um, or even if, you know, they just put it in your history you didn't actually play it, then... You know, which will probably be more confusing for me because one of my favorite albums is the dial up tone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah amazing please check that out guys because uh, I don't know you know we we could be seeing uh, a lot of our music tastes going the Rick and Morty way so do 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 Oh, human music. (laughs) Here we go into the next section. Jingle. Um, So you... We'll we'll all all three of us will do it eventually. (laughs) 
Th- oh, when I say three, three of us, you two of you. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> God, that's a nightmare, isn't it? Yes, um, yes, it is. Uh, um, so you alerted me to this uh, yesterday, I believe. Um, I did, it, yeah. It was a post by Dennis Tuning. Who's that guy? I it came up on a Reddit feed that I was I was Reddit following feed. on on the music. Oh, news you love Reddit, Reddit. Didn't you? Uh, Funny how it's a, something on Reddit on a different social media platform asking, "Is Facebook dead?" Yeah, I'll read his status ad hoc. Is Facebook dead as a way for bands to make it? It was all in capitals. Facebook now limits how you, how many of your friends and followers see your posts. Less than 2% of your supporters will ever see your posts, and most likely it will be the same handful of people each time. This drops your ability to grow your fan base. To reach even 200 fans, you would need 10,000 followers, and of those 200 reached, maybe 25 might react. Sure, you could spend money to boost, but to what end if that result makes the set, remains the same? My challenge to you is to name one band or singer who made it because of Facebook in 2018. That was in capitals. Um, other comments on the subject are encouraged. If I'm wrong, tell me why. If you do significantly better share your success and how you do it, please share this post, especially if you're fed up. I, I don't know. I mean, this guy sounds a bit butthurt. He does, but I, I, I think I get what he's saying. Facebook is not good for I don't know music. Where he, yeah, I don't know where he got those statistics from. Um two percent of the thing i mean yeah I, I think it's more than that but i do see that you know there'll be a lot of the time if i do post something up it will mostly be the same people um you know interacting with it um uh, you know which you get your core fan base but that's that's the same outside of the digital world most of the time you'll have a core fan base that are early adopters of all your products mm. and they'll turn up to a gig and they'll buy the album first um and you know there'll be other people that flit in and out yeah i do say, however, I don't. I mean, I, I, I'm sure I've said this before. No other, no other social music, social media platform has got music like MySpace did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. MySpace was a social media platform, but then it also allowed you to have music. It allowed you to post your music straight onto the website, upload it, so people can listen to it. They can go. They can hear what you're about. It's right there, ready yeah. to go. Facebook doesn't actually have a music player, I remember and I'm the surprised first time it doesn't. I got onto Facebook, and I was just like, really? You can't do, get into the HTML yeah. and do your own little sort of yeah. profile, and you can't get some music on there? It looks really boring. I listen, never catch on, but then obviously it did. But I don't know. I think it's just because people are getting too lazy with their promo nowadays, and they think that if you put out a post and put an event out, invite out to people, people will definitely turn up. And when they don't get the interaction that they want, they think it's the face it's Facebook's fault. But I get quite a lot of interaction on my posts. Mm. It's because I am regular on it. You're very good at it. You're well, very, well, I don't know about good about it. I've just looked into it, you're and much I know better at it than I am. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the uh, you know, if you look into what the be- what the best times are to post. Mm. It's a tool. You, you use the tool th- the way it's supposed to be used. You find out, you know, its, it's strengths and its weaknesses. And if you're just using Facebook to just promote your music and you're not interacting with people, you know, uh, you know, asking questions or, you know, giving people a diverse uh, a- amount of content that you're putting out there, then of course you're not just, you're just not going to be getting stuff. It's going to be the same people coming back to you. It's the same as the real world. Yeah. Well, I say it's a real world. It is a real world. But, you know, the tangible world, if you go out there and you just say that I've got a gig on and you don't talk about anything else to people, mm. then people are going to be very disinterested in what you do. One thing that we're talking about with Chart Attack is we want to try and get gigs outside of Ipswich because oh, yeah. hard, isn't it? <laughs> it? It's hard, but then it's also obvious that that's the, the next step because we're just going to be playing to the same people localized in this area. Yeah. If we go to Cambridge, Norwich, Colchester, Whitton, places outside of Ipswich, then people go, I've not seen you before, but now I know you who you are, 
then there's more people able to talk about us. Yeah. But that I doesn't do- sort of quite... We haven't really, uh, you know... Uh, address the the algorithm problem so that maybe yeah. like two percent of people you know are seeing your posts and stuff like that and and facebook has started to limit that because i think uh, they've been doing it a long time haven't they yeah well it's because of the cambridge analytica thing we talked mm. about before with with all the hacking scandal and how so many businesses are now farming our data to you know i don't know how much but a i lot. think we've been kind of fine with that for a while haven't we we've simply mm. going oh i like privacy but i'm still going to book pictures of me up as a child up on online no we're not private anymore everybody knows what we're doing and right. companies are using that data um but because more and more people are knowing about that now and are kind of shocked about it mm. facebook has now moved towards uh, it being more of a family and friends sharing platform rather than a business uh thing for you know facebook pages um the facebook mm. pages app has been awful for a long time <laughs> yeah i do think it is very much pay you pay your way in Facebook. Yeah, and but I even think the boosted the only... posts. I mean, oh, unless you're putting hundreds in. I, do you want a bit of an insight? We we uh, <laughs> insights. Insight. Yeah, we post. We boosted a post with Chart Attack. Um, now, so we got a reach of we organic reach of seventeen hundred, right. paid reach of uh, three thousand. Right. Post clicks three hundred twenty four. Right. We had one comment. Right. That's a cool song, and I like they music, and that is true. Have top morning, and your family bot. are welcome. Be bot. That is a bot. Is it? That is a bot. Yep. Uh, we had we had how many messages did we get? Um, we got a few messages, all from people just going, "I really like that song. I used to play that song in a band." Oh, nice. But mm, is that just? So we got no inquiries out of it. Actually, no. no we did get one inquiry going. Um, we uh, we'd like to book you, but we're in Leicester. Is that too far? And we were like, no, it's not. It's fine. No, yeah, we'll make it happen. Yeah. No, that's good. But then when you actually add on, but for the for the time of the year that we posted, it didn't really come up crops no. as much as it could have done. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I don't think our promo uh, suffered. I think we were doing all right. You know, I think the promo was good, but I just don't think Facebook is getting to the right sort of people anymore. Nah, and I, I think we need we need to sort of. Uh, we're, we're talking at the music forum meeting a lot about um, people going, oh, I only advertise through Facebook. Don't do that. Get, get some posters. Because yeah. not everyone's on Facebook. No, exactly. Some people, you know. Well, nowadays, the, the, the reason why we should bring this up is the fact of if you want to reach a certain generation, Facebook is probably not the one for you. No. It's mostly in the people in the late 20s upwards now. Yeah. Um, it used, uh, um, you know, sort of the millennials uh, and generation uh, generation Zs used to be Instagram. Yeah. But now that the age, the, you know, the general age demographic for that is now rising. Um, yeah. And that is now getting much more, um, you know, populated by bots and, and, and yeah. fake accounts. So now it's YouTube. YouTube is, is oh, yeah. just the, the behemoth now. Um, so I don't know. I, I think what we've got, we have to work a lot harder now of growing a good YouTube subscriber list yeah. and actually getting good at making videos. And I think that's quite a good thing because it really will separate 
you know, yeah. the the good social media uh, users with the bad ones. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. Eh? Survival of the fittest. So, yeah. Survival of the vidist. Brilliant. Oh, I like that. Mm, let us know what you guys think. Let's get on to... Oh, hold on. Just before we do the gig list, uh, I want to... That's what I was trying to look for a second ago. Just to go quickly back through the uh, user comments on our Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Um, the people asking what we should talk about this week. And, uh, and obviously... Uh, we had some some great suggestions. Uh, Lynn Beale has been on there. She was saying she was listening to the show, so thank you very much. Uh, but she has recommended we talk about the Mayor's Ball. Um, JS and the Lockerbillies, we are playing the Mayor's Ball at the Corn Exchange oh, yeah. on the 30th of March. So I'm oh, really sweet. looking forward to that one. Nice. Um, so, yeah, well, I'll talk more about that once we get closer to it. Um, let's think about the game, though, because the game this week... The one um, you just lost. Uh, oh damn! Um, oh, I can't find the game. So the game was naming a song with a a, a flower in the title. So I put "Build Me Up" by Buttercup by the Foundations, uh, and obviously Rob Lewis went in <laughs> two lips as per usual. Uh, two lips by Hoodie <laughs> Allen. That's a good one. Uh, this will be my year. My train. <laughs> Very good. New Rose uh, by The Damned. Gareth Patch. I love that song. Tim Hadley. Track. Black Rose by Thin Lizzy. Good yeah. shout. Love it. Some people put some stuff on there that are like, you know, like we're supposed to understand what the what the lyrics were. Um, but yeah, <laughs> well, that was good from Andrew Prentice. <laughs> Big Log by Robert Plant. Ah. Uh, yeah. Plant. Lily the Pink. Lily the Pink. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, what else we got? Dead Flowers, Rolling Stones, yeah. Yankee Rose, David Lee Roth, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Yeah, see, I don't understand. Melissa Hammond put Still Remains and Stone Temple Pilots. And I'm like, um, which songs? I couldn't see any. I couldn't see any. <laughs> Although any, she any did come up with Sunflower by Paula. Great song. Oh, that's a good tune. Yeah. Um, I think. Oh, English Rose, that's a good one. Uh, Magnolia by JJ Kale, very good from, from Tim Hadley there. Um, but yeah, so thanks for getting involved with that one again, guys. You know, we, we love having, having the games every week, every Saturday. Um, we do we do the games, so tune in for that one. Now it's time for Black. Yeah. Uh, so time for some cool stuff tonight. I'm playing in Stone Market. Oh wow! Chinese checkers for Chinese New Year. That's thanks to Kezia and uh, and her family because they are having a big Chinese New Year get together. Awesome. Did you do that last year? Yes, we did with yep. with Tom McCarthy. But, he did indeed. Yeah. Um, the guitarthy cannot make it tonight because he's doing rock project. He is indeed. And yes. If two of us were off, then I'd be a bit mad. Um, so the rest of it is a lot going on this week. So I'm going to go rocket through it. Uh, February the 8th this is Friday uh, Freak Verb Nation that's Matt Catling from IO Radio uh, is putting on 93 million miles from the sun Kulk Lemon Days who we're going to finish the show off with and Bad Stone that's at 7.30 at the Smokehouse this Friday uh, also Friday we've got British Rich Presents uh, Ratchet Rich which is loads of really great hip hop and R&B going on at Venue 77 this Friday at 8 o'clock Rai Shabby's playing Just Get Down Native James it's going to yep. be a good gig. Uh, it's a good lineup for that one. Uh, we've also got the Three Ways Monkeys live at Colchester. Uh, that's Friday, presenting Reckless uh, EP launch. They're from Brighton, I believe. Uh, but that's featuring Tundra, Boat Rich, and the band that we played earlier, Abode. So if you like a bit of your pop punk and alt rock, yeah. get dubbed. So that one on Friday, 
pardon me, excuse me, I do apologise. Um, February 8th, we've got Slow King. We played on him last week. Yes. You know, Jacob, uh, plus guests Thomas Swarman and Finn Doherty is at John Peel Centre for Creative Arts. That's 7.30 this Friday. So if you like your slow, chill step kind of stuff, check down to that one. There's a lot of atmospherics going for that one. Um, February 9th, Saturday, Die Kerr. I, was, I thought it was D Kerr. I thought it was a German thing. Uh, Killer Hertz. Ah. Good name, right? Um, What's that robot from Robot Wars? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Um, was, uh, oh, crikey, I've forgotten. Somebody uh, has abbreviated the name, but I can't, I can't remember what it actually was. Uh, Killer Corp and Devoted Defiance. They are playing at the Smokehouse this Saturday, February 9th. Uh, also Saturday, The Stupids, The Natterers, and Casual Nausea. Good local, good local hardcore punk playing at the Steamboat on Saturday. Nice. That'll be messy yep. Saturday night. That'll be awesome. And uh, also, Sounds on Sunday at the Steamboat. I believe Jade Peters, Jade Majin, is going to be playing Sunday afternoon at the Steamboat. So that'll be quite a good one, that one. Yeah, sweet. I've got a few things here. Uh, we've got a few open mic nights. We've, uh, uh, Blue Bus Tour are doing an originals-only open mic night tomorrow cool. night. Where's that? In Ipswich. I'm trying to find the event. Is at, oh, apparently it's not. It's the Barge in Woodbridge. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know the place, but it might check be it his out. House. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Uh, we've also got Arlington's open mic night. There's a new one that uh, Max Wildwood is running on Wednesday. And that's at Arlington's. Another thing on Wednesday in Layston, Bayfield Booth yeah. are, are playing um, with special guest Drew Young, who uh, we were I, I was chilling with last night, which was great fun. Um, they've got a whole seven piece band, and they're going to be at the Layston Film Theatre. Very cool. Um, uh, so if you can make it along to that. It's going to be a night of great entertainment. It'll yeah, be awesome. They're all very talented musicians and very yeah. talented songwriters. Nice one, mate. Well, I hope you have a wonderful week, Harley. Well, I'll see you on Wednesday because I'm going to be off to Chinese Checkers now and you're going to rock project. Yeah, Fill their heads with some musical awesomeness. Yes, I will do that. My best of it. <laughs> I won't fill them with grammar. Uh, you guys are wonderful. Thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, share, all that sort of stuff. Find us on iTunes. Give us a review. Why don't you? This track is awesome. Really kind of like My Bloody Valentine, shoegazy kind of stuff. This is called Liquid Rush by Lemon Days. Check it out. Mm.